0: Good morning, Hirschbachers. This is uh, Dan Wallace and Joe Carberg. We're here to visit with you today, primarily about uh, our CSA scores and and what goes into the CSA scores and and why why they're important, quite frankly. I think it's often misunderstood. So we've got a few other talking points, but really we want to kind of jump right into the, the CSA piece of it. Uh, As you know, we strive to be a a very, very safe company. And, and, uh, you know, we've got two categories that uh, we need to, they're all important, but we've got two we need to work on. Uh, And and Joe will be diving into more of those details. So Mm I want to kind of turn it over to you, Joe.
1: Appreciate it, Dan. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, any driver who's been here, Uh, For a while, you've heard us talk about CSA and what it is, why it's important. So, uh, yeah, any of you guys who have gotten a coaching call recently, you know, we always lead off coaching calls with with the most important pieces. We call because we care and we're coaching to protect the people you share the road with. Um, That's always the most important part. Uh, There's other parts that are important as well. One of them being... Hirschbox overall CSA profile. So basically, for those who don't know what CSA is, uh, the FMCSA uses CSA scores to basically track uh, how all motor carriers are performing in certain categories. And they compare motor carriers that are roughly the same size against each other. And then they basically rank you based on how you're doing compared to your peers. Um, those scores become a reflection of how well you're performing in those categories relative to your peers. So uh, the scores can range anywhere between 0% and 100% with 0 being the best, 100 being the worst. Uh, so as you go up, your CSA profile looks less than favorable. Um, <clears throat> so basically, you know, how do they go up? How does a CSA score go from zero to 100? Uh, it's essentially anytime you get pulled over for a roadside inspection or get pulled into a scale, Any violation that you get in any category and those categories are unsafe driving hours of service crash indicator uh, vehicle maintenance controlled substances and alcohol and then there's a a driver fitness component for CDLs and med cards and then there's a hazmat one as well Uh, but basically how you get those scores to go up is when you're pulled over for an inspection if there's any violations found on that inspection whether it be you know some issues with your brakes or tires that can hurt the vehicle maintenance score when you get pulled over for speed or unsafe driving that those violations will feed that unsafe driving score and cause that score to go up Um, and as those scores go up you're as I said before you're being compared to your peers so that basically means that in a given month as those scores update if your score is going higher it means that all your peers had a better month than you in that category Uh, and so The way that has an impact to the fleet the reason that having low csa scores is good um you know talking about a couple different avenues of that number one is the impact on the fleet so the lower our scores go means the fewer inspections that our drivers get pulled in for the fewer inspections that our drivers get pulled in for the less time our drivers spend in a roadside inspection and if you've been inspected you know those things can go anywhere between 30 minutes to four hours. Uh, the less time we spend being pulled over and getting inspected, the more time you guys get to do what you love to do, which is drive and earn money and it helps Hirschbach overall service our freight, uh, keeps your CDL safe. You know, if you're racking up CSA violations, it puts your CDL at risk. Uh, and you're not spending any money on tickets and violations when you could be using that for, for something better. I must, I'm gonna jump in for a second, Joe, yeah. I mean,
0: th- whether the DOT decides to inspect you or not, it's, it's not really random. Um, yeah. It can be random, but by design, it's not random. They, When you have a cumulative score of your of your CSA categories, it rolls up into what they call an ISS score. Mm-hmm. And the higher your ISS score, the more likely you're going to get pulled in for an inspection.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if we have a several categories with uh high scores above the thresholds in particular we're going to have a high iss score which means you're going to get inspected more mm-hmm. uh so i think that's a big and in, in, uh a, a big point to be understand here um it's not nearly as random as you think it is mm-hmm. uh the other piece to that i think and, and joe can probably explain it better than i can but uh the, the severity of points is, uh, mo- you know, different for different categories mm-hmm. and also different for the amount of time, right? Yep. So maybe touch on
1: how critical that is. Yeah, so uh, a good example of what Dan's talking about is each in, each violation uh, carries a specific amount of points. Um, a good example of that is speeding. So there's a couple different categories of speeding. If you're pulled over, and receive a speeding violation when you're going 6 to 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, that's a four-point violation. If you're pulled over doing 11 to 14 over, that's a seven-point violation. For the first, or basically those CSA violations stay on Hirschbach's record for two years. It stays on a driver's PSP for three years, uh, and there's a time weight to those two years on the motor carrier record. So for the first six months that a driver gets a CSA violation, there's a time weight of three. So if you get a 6 to 10 speeding violation, for the first six months that violation is on our record, it's actually worth 12 points. Then for the second six months, it drops down to uh, 8 points. The time weight goes from 3 to 2. And then for the last year, it's on our record, it's a time weight of 1. So it's worth that base value, 4 points. So when you're getting that violation for the first six months, it's actually worth three times what uh, uh, it would be towards the end when it falls off.
0: So so to kind of... Put that into an example. Say you get pulled over for speeding, and you're speeding more than you should be. So it's a fifteen point violation. Mm-hmm. And then uh, your logbook's not up to date. You didn't make. You didn't log in. Mm-hmm. You're, you didn't log in, so you're not
1: current. Yep. Uh, that's going to be how many more points? Uh if not being 15. logged in. I think that's another. Yeah, like seven. No. Uh, I think it's 21 actually
0: 20 21 times three or 21 total
1: uh seven total 21 at so the time
0: 21 level. you're going to pick up 21 points on on your profile and our profile plus the 15 for speeding mm-hmm. so now you just picked up 36 points that's going to stay with us for two years mm-hmm. and stay with you for three years on your
1: pfp mm-hmm. background so big deal and the more violations you get, and kind of what I was talking about, the fleet impact, uh, the more violations you get, the higher those scores go, the more that, uh, that ISS score is impacted. It means more likely the next Hirschbach driver coming down the road is also going to get pulled over. The more they're pulled over, the more likely they find violations, and that cycle just continues. Again,
0: so, it's, it's not random. It's, uh, <laughs> the reality is it's more like profiling. Yeah, it's very cyclical. Uh, the next, uh, you know, I'm gonna. Uh, the next big impact. Mm-hmm. Customers look at these. Our shippers, our customer base, definitely look at our CSA profile. Uh, this is a couple categories aren't public, but for the most part, this is public information, mm-hmm. and our shippers and the shipping community is uh,
1: definitely looking at our safety
0: profile. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, and then the last big one we talk about is the insurance impacts. You know, when it comes to securing insurance, uh, the higher your CSA profile looks, or the worse your CSA profile looks, the more money you're going to spend in those insurance premiums. So, um, But, yeah, so as Dan mentioned, there's a couple couple categories that we're not very proud of at the moment, and those two, the ones you hear us talk about the most, is going to be unsafe driving and hours of service. So to focus on the unsafe driving, the number one thing that feeds that score is speeding. Uh, when you look at the amount of points that you see come into box CSA profile uh, in the unsafe driving category, roughly 50% or a little over 50% of that score is made specifically of some kind of speeding, whether that's uh, six to 10 over or 15 plus over the limit or it's speeding in construction zones, things like that. So uh, the biggest thing that we need help with in getting those scores to a level we're gonna be proud of is going the speed limit. You've heard us talk about the right speed time and time again, and making sure you're choosing a speed uh, that starts with going the speed limit and then slowing down as conditions uh, worsen. Uh, The next couple, you know, failure to obey traffic control devices, that's making sure you're not rolling through stop signs, street lights, and also making sure you're stopping at the DOT scales when uh, you're getting that signal to pull in. Um, Lane restriction violations, that's making sure you're not in the left lane when you're not supposed to. Finding a safe legal place to park, uh, and then just making sure you're maintaining your lane going down the road. Uh, those are the main ones that make up our unsafe driving score. And then just, an hour's of service. Go ahead.
0: Emphasize on there, on the unsafe driving, over 50% of the violations and the points we're picking up mm-hmm. is due to speeding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would caution you all, typically when we think of speeding, we think of, you know, doing 75 mm-hmm. out on the open highway. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm certain that... Uh, a number of our speeding tickets are 45 and a 30 and yep. uh, those type of situations so whatever this posted speed limit is um uh, you know that's that's what you got to drive you know my new car toyota uh it will tell me what the uh speed limit is and it will tell me if i'm going over the posted speed limit mm-hmm. so there's information out there so speeding is a big 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 problem
1: yeah for sure yeah <laughs> uh and then yeah, in the uh, in the hours of service, uh, the biggest one that's feeding that score is um, false logbook violations, and the biggest component of that is is illegal use of PC or improper use of PC. So, uh, if you good rule of thumb with PC use is if you're doing anything that could be considered work related or something that furthers the the business of Hershbach. Uh, If you're using PC for anything like that, that's going to be something the DOT would look at as a false report of your duty status. So um, if you have any questions on PC or you think maybe you did it the wrong way and you're not 100% sure, make sure you contact our logs team. Um, They can walk you through that very detailed. Or if you're about to use PC and you're not sure, give them a call ahead of time. The majority of the other issues we see in hours of service have something to do with our drivers going beyond their regular duty status. So past that, uh, the 30-minute break period or the... Uh, 14-hour clock, the 11-hour clock, so making sure you're just running your logbook legally. Um, And then knowing where your instruction sheet is, knowing how to operate your ELD manual. DOT officers, more than ever, are asking drivers to, you know, show me how you do this on your logbook or show me where you find your uh, instruction sheets or the ELD manual, making sure you know where all that stuff is located. There's electronic copies on the app. You should have a physical copy in your permit book. Uh, If for any reason you don't, make sure you contact your logs team, and they'll uh, get you a copy of that as soon as possible.
0: So just uh kinda, you know, for the truckers out there, you know, the 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 thirty minute, the eleven and the fourteen are, are very clearly defined. Mm-hmm. And uh we've we've got over uh twenty three percent of our violations in those three categories. And you know, I I believe the thing even tells you when you're about to run out of time You yep. usually get an alert as you're yeah. closing in on running out of hours. Yeah. I really, there's there's little to no excuse for the for the 30, minute the 11 and 14, uh, and, and it's been that way for a long time. You know, the other the other troubling part is having almost 28% in in false false duty status. Uh, you know, uh, PC can get a little foggy, but that you know I think the key the key word in the DOT regs is you cannot be advancing the load. Mm-hmm. um and uh you know you, you just can't do it guys gals um that uh it's pretty pretty big pretty big issue for us uh, uh we're at a we're at a 75 percent uh category uh we need to get down below 65 percent yep. so, uh lower we get these scores the less you're going to get pulled into the scales. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing I thought maybe just to recap the categories uh, uh, that, that were measured in. Uh, so we've kind of talked about unsafe driving, and that's mostly kind of your traffic violation, speeding, lane change, yep. uh, failure of way traffic score. We need to be below a 65, and we're at an 84. Yep. Okay. Uh, crash indicator uh, is another category that one we're doing okay on not high five uh, okay uh, but it's at a 47 mm-hmm. and and then the next one on the list is the hours of service which Joe and I just spoke about we're at a 75 and we got to knock 10 points off mm-hmm. and like i just said if we get our arms around the the 30 and the 11 and the 14 we'll be in good shape uh, vehicle maintenance is a 49. Uh, so we're, we're respectable there. Mm-hmm. Uh, controlled substance and alcohol, we're at a 7, uh, which is a good score. And then driver fitness, we're at a 31, which is a good score. Uh, so we really got to focus on the unsafe and the hours of service. And really, if we get our speeding under control, we get our 11, 14, and 30s under control, we're going to get there. That's going to bring our ISS car down, and guess what? You're not going to get pulled in
1: for inspections. Yep. More time trucking. Anything else on that? Um, no. One other thing I wanted to touch on, just uh, to shift gears a little bit, you know, obviously we're uh, uh, into October now, so the colder weather is coming. Um, Just want to give a general shout-out to everybody. Make sure that you are, uh, you know, Being aware of the weather, make sure before you get rolling for the day, part of getting ready, uh, part of that pre-trip process is checking the weather, where you're at, where you're going, anything in between so you know what you're driving into. Uh, You know, making sure that You know, as it gets cold out, you're looking to back into a spot. We know it's not always as fun to get out of the truck and evaluate that space when it's negative 10. So as the the weather's coming, make sure you stay diligent with getting out of the truck, evaluating that space you're trying to move into, guarantee there's nothing there, guarantee your success that you're not going to hit anything. uh, And then, you know, staying on top of the weather so you know, do I need to find safe parking sooner? When is the weather going to come? What's the precipitation look like? Uh, you know, owning that part of it so that you're not putting yourself or anybody else on the road in uh, in a dangerous situation. Uh, and knowing that you have our support, you know, you have your operations and safety team support to to make that call to shut down when you feel like you need to.
0: Good, good. Thanks, Joe. Uh, I thought maybe we'd wrap up. i touch on a few business items. Uh, business is good. Uh, extremely good to be honest about it. You know, it's, uh, it, it almost seems a little weird when you go home and you turn on CNBC or CNN or something. And so the lead off news is, you know, supply chain bottlenecks and stuff. Uh, you know, who would have, who would who would have ever dreamt, uh, we'd be front page, front, front page news. Uh, but, but we are. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm very happy to say Hirschbach's holding up their end of the deal. Uh, we're moving a tremendous amount of freight uh, around the country. Uh, but it just goes to show, you know, how tedious the supply chain is in the, in, in, in the world and then, you know, locally and in the United States. Uh, so a lot of focus on that. You know, I'm very optimistic as we as we begin the second or fourth quarter of the year, uh, you know, I think we're going to be uh, we're going to be blessed with a lot of freight from now until into well into next year. So, good good news on that horizon. Um, we uh, we we do have some additional business coming on uh, with uh, some dedicated business. We look to, hopefully we're going to be signing. Uh, uh, three three, or four additional accounts here in the near future. Um, you know, one would be uh, House of Rayford out of North Carolina. Uh, so we'll get that inked. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll be putting out information on that. Uh, we uh, we hope to do a deal with AWG out of Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, we're also very optimistic about a deal with WISPAC uh, bottling out of... Uh, Watertown, Wisconsin, I believe and then uh, we did uh, we've got we've come to terms with Tyson uh, to put about 35-40 uh, trucks in the southeast and about uh, that many also in the uh, out of the Edwardsville uh, facility, so uh, Lots of business opportunities uh, You know, we're all on the over-the-road side uh, running pretty strong Uh, From a customer standpoint, they're probably looking to do a a, a reasonable, positive deal with Sargento up out of uh, Plymouth, Wisconsin that will uh, complement our book of business. A beautiful, beautiful freight for you long haul truckers. Uh, Plymouth, Wisconsin, which for those of you that don't know where it is, just south of Green Bay, down into central Florida. Uh, We're going to try to hook that up with our Florida Natural and Tropicana friends. Bring it right back up into Chicago, Oconomowoc, Pleasant Prairie, Green Bay. So, uh, fingers crossed on that. We put that together; that'll be that'll be great for some of you Florida-based truckers. Uh, you know, especially with that winter weather coming, <laughs> <laughs> looks like a pretty good lane to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, just sharing with you. Uh, last week, I was I was out on the road. I was visiting our Salt Lake City office. I got to see our new terminal in Caldwell, Idaho. Uh, by the way, it's a very nice terminal. Uh, if you're passing by, uh, Craig and the guys in the shop would love to help you get your truck serviced or trailer serviced. Uh, well organized, looked great. And then I got up to Spokane and spent some time up in uh, up in our Spokane office. And uh, Jennifer Condon and and her team with uh, Victoria and, and uh, Wendy and... Uh, others uh, they pretty much run the west coast for us uh, out of uh, out of Spokane so they're doing great up there it's always good to see them um, you know and then just uh, kind of adding to the business here in a in a few minutes I'll be headed to the airport we're headed out to uh, visit with our friends at Padue Farms a great customer uh, we do Dedicated for them, we do over the road for them, and and we even do a little specialized for them, and in, uh, in the uh, multi-temp trailers. And uh, I believe uh, uh, we've got some inroads with them. Uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Logie's talking to him, I believe, about doing some spotting business for him. So great customer. So we'll be out there for the next couple of days, uh, uh, spending some uh, spending some time with them. So. Just to wrap up, wanna re- re-emphasize the CSA, why it's important, why it's not just important to us, it should be important to you. Uh, the two categories, uh, the the unsafe and the hours of service are key critical. They, on paper, they look like easy fixes. Joe and I can't fix them. You know, no. you you out there in the trucks are the ones that can actually uh, make the changes. So we ask you to do that. I think we'll go ahead.
1: Joe, you got anything, any last words? Uh, No. I mean, all the things that that we need to do to to get those things turned around are all things that everybody already knows how to do, just uh, the basic everyday stuff that you uh, you learned when you uh, went through trucking school the first time. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm confident in everybody on our team right now that we can get it there.
0: All right, great. Well, let's wrap it up. Everyone be safe. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back to you next week. Take care.
1: Thanks, guys.